Uh, when I when I say interior design, I wonder what what springs to mind. Yeah, it, it, look, it's a complicated idea, isn't it? What is it? Light? Is it colour? Is it is it cushions? Is it, is it detail? Elegance, perhaps. I think uh, my guess would begin with a with a a simple and delightful proposition: uh, joy. Think about that. <laughs> uh, they are the women behind award-winning interior design firm Arrington Pike. It's a, a business built around a design ethos that, yes, is, includes joy, colour, character, spirit, alchemy. They are their watchwords. Uh, now, there's a book, a collection of beautiful projects, Arrington Pike Interiors Beyond the Primary Palette is what it's called. And... The two eponymous people, <laughs> Juliet Arendt and Sarah Jane Pike, uh, join us now. Welcome, both of you. Thanks, Jonathan. It's lovely to be here. That idea of joy, how does that start to form in your minds at the beginning of a project? What, what, how, do you, how do you find that when you walk into a room you're about to transform? I think a lot of that is instinctive, isn't it, Juliet? We have a sense of how we want to create something that feels natural and feels like it's of that place and then we look to our client I guess for what will spark that joy for them what will be the inspiration that creates something truly special and memorable that's really particular to those people in that place. What's your sense of that Juliet? Yeah and I I guess we we always come from a design point of view where we're thinking about functionality and ease and of course aesthetics and comfort Mm. and then we I guess interweave all of those elements into what the client really is wanting to how they're wanting to feel in the space so we do really just get to know the clients and dig into all the details of their their everyday existence and um, (laughs) and then I guess what we're doing is we're we're teasing out all of those those little details that can bring joy to your life. When it's not, it's not such a grand idea. This sense of joy. It's yes. really about just, just, just the small moments that bring um, a sense of yeah ease and comfort into into our lives. Yeah, and, and I guess that's why it, you know in in your in your practice that it's it is the the domestic uh, world that attracts you. I, I wonder <laughs> is, is there as much joy in a commercial interior. I think there's absolutely joy in commercial interiors, but it's just come from our own natural place, which is that we as people, as as kind of two women as well, really thought about what it was that brought meaning and happiness into our lives. And we know how much impact having a home that works for you and feels amazing can bring into your life. Uh, Juliet, there's a wonderful thing. When, when you look at a book like this uh, of your work, when, when, I mean, it's the way most of us encounter design different ideas as in magazines or books and everything is perfect mm. and beautiful. Um, but, of course, that's not life, is it? Life, life is no, messy. Yeah. Life is, is cluttered and with little grubby stains on walls. That's right. And that's I think that's where we really flourish as designers also because of course, both SJ and I, we tend to kind of steer clients in a very kind of practical and functional mm. direction. And we're always thinking about, you know, usability and longevity. So um, longevity, particularly in materials, is is quite key to our business. And, you know, we're also designing so that things don't have to look like they're styled or clean within an inch of their life or they're out of a 
page of a magazine. So we're always thinking about how best our design works works for the client in, in that particular environment as well. I wonder, Sarah, Sarah Jane, if that's, you know, over the 15 years of your practice together, I mean, what has shifted? And I wonder if one of the things has shifted is a slightly more relaxed aesthetic, um, you know, a more practical sense of, of interior. Oh, I think absolutely. I think we're both very practical by nature at heart. Um, but that idea of feeling at home to us has really come to encompass feeling at ease. I mean, comfort has to be your number one priority and, mm. and feeling at ease for people is quite different. Some people need their house to look perfectly put together to feel comfortable, you know, and for those people, we're, we're all about maximising storage and making sure everything gets put away. And for others, it's having your objects on display and it's having a sense of the life being lived around you. I'm probably in the second category. So <laughs> it's about having, you know, plenty of walls for art and having... Like my son's bedroom is full of bookshelves that can have all of his funny little weird and wonderful things that they collect around him. And that for me feels more comfortable and more at ease. So that that's also a personal choice. Um, but there is something about being able to live your life with, you know, we talk about, we like to call it the invisible hand of the designer that just, you know, when things are just so and they work for you, that's that's the easiest way to be, to have that comfort. I like, Juliet, what Sarah Jade says there about the the invisible hand because I, yeah. I, I sense that there is a sort of an interesting tension in this between the aesthetic of the designer and the aesthetic of the people for whom you are designing. Yeah. To, to just yeah. tweak that a little towards something that will open a new world for those people is, is, yeah. is a wonderful, wonderful exercise. It is. And I think, you know, when you first start in a practice, you're often just people have, very, have, a, have a very clear idea of, where they'd like to go aesthetically. But I think we realise now that our job really is to push people and that that idea of um, surprise and delight in interior design. A lot of people that are in different fields, they aren't exposed to the things we're exposed to. So I guess, you know, we, we, we like to experiment and, and use different shape and form and but of course, it has to be that it's particular for for that client. But you really do want to have that element of of whimsy and 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 <laughs> delight in the in the work that you do. Yeah, because I think they're the things that are lasting. And when we have feedback from clients, they mostly are about those little moments of colour or materiality or shape that could not have been just plucked out of a, a catalogue or a magazine. Colour is, of course, a, a such a well, such a world, such a, such a wide and expansive universe. <laughs> what, what makes what makes colour work in a design? We we love colour, and I think when we started the business, also there wasn't a lot of colour happening. It was all very monochromatic, and I'd I'd say that's fit. There's been a fairly lasting trend of um, the beige and white tone on tone. Fifty fifty um, words for white. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There are thousands of words for white, um, and that's absolutely fine. But no, we've always been really drawn to colour, both SJ and I, and beautiful textile and art, and you can bring colour through in the materiality you use, so different stones and timbers, mostly they're natural materials. And so we're really starting to compose and build up a palette from the beginning with, with all those materials and those colours in mind, knowing that, of course, 
colour changes, you know, so mm. a, a colour that we adore would look different in five different spaces. So mm. you're always tweaking and tuning the design accordingly. But yeah, colour is just something that definitely has been always at the core of our business. And luckily, we've been able to experiment and, and again, kind of, I guess, push people a little bit outside their comfort zone, not with like a feature wall or a pop of colour. They're not really, that's not really our vibe, but we we love exploring different elements of tertiary palette, like sludgy, sludgy tones and milky. So it's, 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 I guess it's all the tones of colours that we just adore. Is it, is it, from a practice point of view, is it, is it a, a more exciting project to respond to an existing form or to be part of a build? Which, which is, is the most, you know, interesting as, as a project? When, when you have a new build, you have this kind of endless possibility feeling and this the sense that anything could happen. But when you work within parameters or, or when you work with sort of restriction in a sense of the existing building, it does kind of squeeze different answers out of you. It does kind of push you to do things in a different way and sometimes even be more creative, I think. Yeah, and I think I think just to add on to that, yep. I'd say that more more often than not, we are working with within older buildings, or it's an alteration and addition that that um, is a contemporary a contemporary addition to an existing um, older style home. So there, we're we're working in two vernaculars, which I think actually has has been the kind of um, the real tipping point of our particular practice and the way we're able to really love, um, uh, you know, beautifully stitch those two those two styles together, you know, something quite new with something older. I'm intrigued too with, you know, that, that idea of colour, yes, but after that my mind sort of turns towards material and texture and how those things play in that environment as well. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderfully complex range of tools you have at your disposal. Oh, it's, yeah, it's endless, actually. And I think um, that is the, the joy of working with a team of people because, of course, then you're bringing in, you know, we have a team of 13 women, mostly designers, and hmm. so you've got a lot of different backgrounds and aesthetics and, and, and so, therefore, that possibility just, it's immense. And I'm guessing, Sarah Jane, that you, you too, and your your team of thirteen, that you're all pretty mad keen shoppers. <laughs> I think it's one of the <laughs> one of the um, side effects of the job is actually that always looking. You're always looking. You're always looking. It's sort of a um, occupational hazard, but um, it is certainly about being exposed to different things all the time and always looking everything and assessing every environment you're in. I think sometimes it can be very boring to go on holidays with interior designers. <laughs> we want to go into every restaurant, but also check the bathroom at every restaurant, you know. <laughs> and like, I can't go to a new restaurant without using the, the bathroom and checking out what they've done there. And so, yeah, and, and looking, sitting sitting somewhere in a beautiful space and saying, oh, I love what they've done with the lighting here, you know. So I think we do, we just have that sort of, you can't turn that off. And you mentioned there, Sarah Jane, the bathrooms, and I, and I wonder how critical that is in in the scheme of design is those those highly practical utility areas whether that's is that where everything begins oh definitely um bathrooms have so much impact on how we enjoy our day i mean it's part of our morning ritual it's part of your evening ritual it's often the only time you're alone um in a day and so having a bathroom that has some space for that 
um, contemplation and serenity, I think, is the ultimate joy. Juliet, yeah. it's, it's such a wonderful book and, and 18 um, interiors brought together. I wonder what what you learned about your practice in compiling that, in, in that, that survey of your work. Oh, yeah, it was it was such a great experience. I mean, we were, we were lucky from the point of view that Sarah-Jane and I actually had quite a bit of time together because as, as the business has, has progressed, we have less and less time together. So it's been the ultimate plus from, from <laughs> working on the book together. And, you know, in terms of work, we, we did include some of the older projects and we cl- included some of the projects that really were, you know, us really kind of being quite experimental and and having clients that were ready for us to push them and push ourselves. But I would say that on a whole, it's it's really about that exploration of texture and materiality and not having spaces where everything lo- looks like it's brand new. I think that hmm. is quite key and true to our work that we want them to feel like they are appropriate for the for the location for the owner and that the owners have a real sense of ownership of their home it doesn't feel like we've put their we've put our stamp all over their home it has to feel relaxed and and full of ease well there's there's yeah, there's, there's inspiration on every page it's a beautiful thing uh, the book is called Arrington Pike Interiors Beyond the Primary Palace and you've been listening to Juliet Arendt and Sarah Jane Pike. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.